Hello and welcome to the Life Tools podcast. In school, we learned history and algebra, foreign languages and chemistry, but nobody taught us tools for life. How do we deal with self-doubt? What are beliefs and how do they influence us? How do we find ourselves when we feel lost? And how do we make a healthy decision? Many people learn these things much later in life, after three, four, even five decades of existence, and often the hard way. For a few, like myself, I had to learn them very early. I created this podcast to share with you the tools that have helped me greatly in my own life. They're small actions anybody can take that bring big results over time. Let's get to it. Hello everyone, another week, another episode. I was actually debating with myself about whether to start the series on children this week, but in the end I decided I'll wait a little bit. Maybe I'll start it next week or maybe in a few weeks, we will see. Today we're talking about setbacks, those times when, in the words of Steve Jobs, life hits us on the head with a brick. How do we deal with them more proactively so that we not only get up, but we get up stronger, better, more whole than we were before? We all have problems and setbacks. Not one person on this planet is exempted. Even the people you see on Instagram who seem to have perfect lives have problems. So how is it that some people thrive despite their problems and others wither? Why do some become angry and bitter and others kinder and more compassionate? How come some are able to keep moving forward and others stagnate? I wanted to talk about this because people close to me tell me I'm very strong. That even though I am physically very fragile because of my chronic illness, I have a spirit that keeps moving forward. To be honest, I don't know if I would say I am strong per se. Sometimes I think it's not the right word. And I say this because I was suicidal twice in my life. I developed what in the field of psychology is labeled an eating disorder, although I don't like that word, and I suffered from it for 11 years before finally recovering. I've had multiple periods in my life of just crying every single night. I'm also super sensitive, drowning in emotions all the time. What hurts someone a little bit hurts me a lot. I am also an overthinker. I can be painfully shy, which is why I am a podcaster and not a YouTuber. I could go on forever. What I'm saying is, if I actually compare my internal experience of things with what I perceive to be other people's experience of things, I do not feel strong, and I've actually interviewed some friends for the purpose of understanding how they experience life, and I basically concluded that they are made of wood and I am made of cotton. I absorb everything, I feel everything, I am soft and easily squashed. So I sincerely think the reason I'm able to get up each time without being destroyed by my fall is not because I am strong, but because I respond to problems differently. Instead of asking, why me? Why this again? Is God trying to punish me? I ask, what is this trying to teach me? This question has been my beacon of light, the thing that's kept me going and believing that there's something good waiting for me on the other side of each problem. What people perceive as strength in me is just my ability to ask myself better questions, an ability I developed from experience. It was precisely because I suffered so much, finally got really sick of suffering so much, that I decided to try another approach. Like many people, I have asked, why me? This question is easy to ask because it implies that the reason is outside of us. 
Something random, or maybe not so random, but certainly out of our control, knocked us on the head. At its core, it says, I am a victim. There's a certain comfort in being a victim because we usually see the victim as good, as innocent. And as the victim of our problem or of someone, there is comfort in it being out of our control because if it's out of our control, then it seems logical there is nothing for us to do. I've been in this place, so I understand. But I also know that if this is our default attitude, it only throws us deeper into our abyss until it feels impossible to climb our way out. If you feel resistance to the idea of asking yourself, what is this trying to teach me? I get it. I would say it's natural if you're new to this. Maybe you think the problem is your difficult boss and he's the one who has something to learn, not you. You're not the problem. But hear me out. Whatever happens to us, whether it's a person being mean, an accident we meet, an investment that falls through, a test we fail, or an illness, how we respond is our choice. And that choice influences both our internal experience of the circumstance and the subsequent actions we take, and therefore, the reality we create for ourselves. When we ask, what is this trying to teach me? We are taking ownership of our lives. We are taking responsibility for our part in the problem. Taking responsibility does not equal blaming ourselves. It means being aware of the problem, acknowledging that our behavior, our way of responding, influences our experience. We are essentially saying, I don't like what's happening, it is difficult, but I can learn from this and use this to make me a better, kinder, smarter, more resilient person. It calls to mind the word alchemy, taking what looks like a problem and turning it into gold for ourselves. So if your boss is difficult and you can't change him, which is likely the case, we can't change people, then maybe it's teaching you that you can change your interpretation of his actions, like not giving him more thought than necessary instead of taking everything personally, or it's teaching you that you're done with this place and it's time to leave because better things are waiting for you. If you are in an abusive relationship that's causing your confidence in yourself to dwindle with each passing year, you can decide to ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me? If you've been hoping this person will change and so far it's been eight years and only getting worse, then maybe it's teaching you to stop hoping. Maybe it's teaching you to leave the relationship because you deserve someone better. If you've been trying to please everyone and still people reject you and you end up feeling really shitty, maybe life is teaching you to stop depending on other people's approval to feel good about yourself. In 2012, I was bedridden for almost a year. Not only was I bedridden with hardly any energy to take a shower, but I was also in so much pain I could not believe how it was possible to experience such extreme unrelenting pain and still be conscious. I thought for sure anyone would have fainted way before this point. I did not have one second of relief from the pain. Not one second. Not even when I was sleeping, if I even managed to sleep. My definition of success at the time went from become a highly paid English-Chinese interpreter in China to take a shower and hold my body long enough in a sitting position to eat three meals. I could have easily said, why the hell me? Why now when all my friends are pursuing exciting careers and embarking on adventures? Most people get this sick when they're 80. I'm only 19. Why? It would have been so easy to ask these questions. Luckily, this happened after I'd recovered from my first bout of suicidal depression. 
By then, I had proven to myself that if I changed the way I thought, I changed my internal experience of whatever problem I was going through. So instead, I chose to tell myself, nothing happens by chance. I don't understand why this is happening, but I know there's a reason. What can I learn from this? What is this trying to teach me? Over time, the answers came. It was trying to teach me to listen to myself. It was trying to teach me how to keep my mind in the right place no matter what my body was going through. It was teaching me to take very good care of my body and not take for granted what it could do. I tell you, nothing teaches you to appreciate walking more than not being able to walk for an entire year. It was teaching me to get crystal clear on what was important to me and what was worth my energy because I had so little energy. It was teaching me to stop holding myself to society's standards of everything and set my own standards instead. Here's the exercise I invite you to do this week. If there is an area in your life that feels thorny, that's been causing you a lot of pain and it's been making you feel powerless, ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me? Each time the question why me or why this again comes up, ask instead, what is this trying to teach me? Practice asking this question. Even when the answers don't immediately come, the mere change in perspective will make you feel much, much lighter because you will begin to understand that life is on your side, not against you. If you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. You can write to lifetoolspodcast at gmail.com. If you liked this episode, you can show your support by leaving it a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. Bye.